0: This is Millie, and welcome to the Escaping Narcissistic Mothers Podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. I can help you navigate the difficult waters of going no contact. Hi guys, I hope you're having a good day, and a good week, and a good month so far. Um... So, what's been going on here? I already told you guys that I switched from Anchor to Buzzsprout. Um, Just honestly, because Anchor wasn't doing enough. I'm getting plenty of downloads per month and Anchor was doing nothing about it. And what I mean is... No, I wasn't getting any advertisements. You guys know I can't work because of my anxiety, which actually will come into today's podcast a little bit. Um, But they weren't doing anything for me, so I had to switch. And yes, I'm paying for Buzzsprout, but... It's not a lot of money per month and it's worth it because once you hit a certain amount of downloads, which I'm almost there in less than a week, um, I will be able to monetize. It's not going to be, I'm not going to be rich out of it, of course, (laughs) but it's something. Um, Don't forget that you can also have coaching one on one with me. I will put my link tree. Below in the comment section in the uh, description, and you can just it's the first button on my link tree. It says book a session, all the information is there. All right, so what am I going to talk about today? Something that is a little triggering for me, actually. If I'm honest with you, it's triggering because. It is this that makes you angry at the narcissist. Just plain and simple, this is the thing that makes you mad because it is the expression, do as I say, not as I do, right? And that refers to hypocrisy, being a hypocrite, right? Please do as I say, but not as I do. So they demand and demand and demand, but they don't follow and they don't behave the way that they demand you to behave. And that's horrific because the standards that they're putting you under are, you can never reach them because even they didn't reach it, okay? And that is that. It's really hard to... really hard pill to swallow is that they are doing themselves the things that you were shamed for, okay? So first of all, let's talk about what hypocrisy is in and of itself. Hypocrisy is exactly what I said before. It is putting you down, yelling at you, behaving in certain ways with you, That is the complete opposite of how they behave. They're just telling you how to behave. They're not showing you. And that is such an important part of being a parent is being able to show you how to behave, not just punish you and force you to behave a certain way. It is actually showing you. I was a teacher, So for me, this is a hard concept because I didn't expect the kids just to understand something because I yelled at them. You know, I can't go up to a kid and go, "Just, just, just solve the equation, right? That you can't do that. You have to show them how it's done step by step. And that's how a parent is supposed to behave. At least that's how I feel. I hope you guys feel the same way that that's how a parent is supposed to behave. So um, one of the things I'm struggling with and why I said it was triggering is because my father is currently not speaking to me and I almost want to laugh, so that's a good thing because um, I went no contact with, with my mother and him. Of course, they were together. I had no choice. What what's the the biggest hypocrisy about this? And it came up this weekend talking to my husband. My father. So my my mother died September twenty third two thousand twenty one. It's been over a year, year and four months or so, or more. Um, that she passed away, and I I I thought I had hoped that maybe at this point he would you know, try and have a a relationship with me since I never had one with him before. And what happened instead was that he rejected every time that I tried to communicate with him until I finally heard from someone, no, he wants to be left alone. Except here's the problem. My father stopped talking to his mother and his family many years ago, okay? Like my grandmother died and he didn't know she died. I my mother told me a story about that but I don't believe her. I don't believe that that's correct not that it makes him look better. But her story was that he he went to send her money in Cuba and it was returned to him or because she was no longer alive. That wouldn't have happened. I don't think. I don't think that's how he found out. I think he found out some other way. I don't know how, but he did. Um He was no contact with his family many years. So many years that, let's put it this way. I was in my 20s and I asked for how can I communicate with my family and he wouldn't give me an answer. So it's been a lot of years. The hypocrisy is deep with these people, okay? It's very freaking deep. Because now he doesn't speak to me because... I didn't speak to my mom when he didn't speak to his mom. Follow that. <laughs> it's okay if you didn't. It's okay, so yeah, I'm glad because every time I think about talking to him, things come up like he's gonna have to face to up to the fact that he stopped he he abandoned kids, right, so he's gonna have to face up to that fact, right. He's going to have to face up to many, many, many things that he did wrong, and he doesn't want to do that. And that's the reason that he doesn't want to talk to me. Okay, so why is hypocrisy such a big deal? Why do narcissists use hypocrisy, right? So do this, but don't, but, but don't look at what I'm doing, right? Okay, first of all, they lie so that the hypocrisy isn't obvious, right? <laughs> Now, why they do it is to cover up exactly that, to cover up what they did in their past, what they've been doing, how they behave. They're never going to fess up to that, and they will use every tactic possible. And in this case, hypocrisy is one of them. How many times have you come across your own parent and something has happened, and you're like, wait a minute, you are upset at me, you are stonewalling me or yelling at me for something that you did 10 times worse, okay? So one of the things that my um my own mother did with me was, and this is, you know, it's not the easiest topic to talk about, but I do. I do now, and I do, and I know I'm talking to a lot of people, but you guys don't know me personally. They use sex shaming, right? They make you feel like you're, Uh, a slut, that sex is, first of all, sex is shameful. You shouldn't have sex. Um, Any sexual feelings are bad. Um, any, Any type of anything to do with sex is bad and wrong. And I know a lot of you experience that. Now, remember, when I do a podcast, I'm not talking to every single person. That's impossible. Some of you may have had a mother who was more on the neglectful side and encouraged you to have sex. And that's a different kind of thing. They over sexualize you. Okay. In my case, my mother painted herself, you know, with the mask thing, right? They have a mask that they wear. Painted herself as the perfect mother and a virgin when she married my dad. All BS, by the way. You know, I've said this in my other podcast, but I'll say it again. My mother came from Cuba when she was 28. She told me she was 22. I found out after my story broke about my brothers, about having brothers I didn't know that I had that she had actually been married in Cuba. But she told me that it was just for papers. And when I went looking for the information, because the man she married is actually was her best friend's brother. So I had contact. I could find something out, right? I went to her best friend's daughter. I didn't really know this woman that well. I say best friend, but... Honestly, they kept me away from her. Now I, I understand why, right? As I'm talking, I understand why she kept me away from them. Um, I went to her best friend's daughter, right? Through the weirdest place, Ancestry. She was in Ancestry. And I asked her, and it took her a month to get back to me. That was because she went to her mother. I don't know why people can't just freaking answer a question. They have to... Go to their, you know, go to the source and say, What do I tell her? You tell me the truth. But she spit out the same thing my mother said that she had gotten married only to get him papers to come to the United States, except he never came. The story was that they got married by proxy in Mexico. And if any of you know of that law that you can get married by proxy, In other words, he wasn't physically with her, okay? That's a lot of BS. In my opinion, what really happened was she got married in Cuba. She was 28. In Cuba in the 50s and 60s, she would have been married at 18 or 19. So that's what I think really happened. She got married, real married, sex married, children married. Okay, I believe that I have other siblings that I don't know about yet or may never know about, and that's fine with me. So she got married, and then she she obviously got divorced because that's one thing. that's the thing I don't know about either. What happened? She got married and got divorced. Where? If she got married in Cuba, that that marriage doesn't even count here. That's probably what happened. Um, she came. And then she met my father, who was married with two kids, and how did she meet him? My mother was friends with his wife. My mother is a homewrecker. Yeah, I love saying that. I'm sorry, I'm not even going to lie. I love saying that. I love calling her a homewrecker because she called me a slut, for having sex with my boyfriend when I was 17, who was my boyfriend and nobody else's boyfriend, at least to my knowledge. I really don't think he had another girl or anything. I think I was his girlfriend. And at the very least, I was his first girlfriend. The other one was side piece. Look, if if I was the side piece, I wasn't aware of it. At least I didn't do it on purpose, okay? Um we and we weren't we were going out for 6 months before I had sex with him but I had a chemistry with him that I, you know it, it was just difficult to not. Um I was young. I mean that's what happens. A normal 17-year-old girl fi- meets a guy that has chemistry with well okay it's going to happen. So my mother called me a slut and a whore and used reactive abuse every moment that she could. She made up lies. But the hypocrisy was the fact that she was the whore. I mean, she wasn't literal whore, I think. I mean, who who the hell knows, right? Maybe she was a whore in, in the prostitute sense. I don't know. Cuba has a lot of prostitutes and always has. So maybe she was. And maybe that's why she behaved that way with me. I mean, that's a possibility. But in the term of sluttiness, I'm not the slut. She's the slut. She met her best friend's or her friend's husband And decided that that was the guy that she was going to go after. And from what I hear of the story, they lived across the street from each other. Where I ended up living. Okay, very in the same neighborhood that I ended up living when I was 12 with them. Um, They lived across the street from each other. And my father apparently had a fight with his wife, with his current wife. And he had at this point had at least one kid and one on the way. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Or the the second one was very young and, um, he had an argument with her. The details of that, I, I don't know what's true and what's on my brother. One of my brothers did tell me something, but I don't know if it's true. Um, and then he went, he just literally went across the street and went to, Be with my mother, okay. That's that. And then they got married in nineteen seventy three, in May of nineteen seventy three, and she got pregnant with me, January of nineteen seventy four, from my understanding. I mean that works out as far as when I was born. I was born in October, so early October. So it does. It does. It does nine months. You know. Um. I was told that she was a virgin when she met my dad, that it took her nine years to get pregnant because they had to put, she had to put something in that timeline of years, right? From when she came from Cuba to when, right? When she told me she had come from Cuba to when I was born, there had to be something in that space. Even though the the reality is she came later than she said, my dad, hadn't even met her. She told me they met in Cuba, some silly story. You know, that right, you know, as I got older I realized wasn't possible or it's silly. It was too silly to be true. And I think we all figure out these things when we think about it. Okay. So that's one facet of hypocrisy is they just do things that are so heinous. And then they expect you or punish you for things that you've done that aren't even close to what they've done. Okay, that's just one aspect of hypocrisy. I can't, I'm going I'm to tell you one more story. The day that my mother called me a slut, I went in my room and I was crying. I was inconsolable. My dad walks in the room. Um, and he tells me, my room was messy. I was a teenager, right? My, my room is messy now. I can't get, I think that's one of the coping mechanisms, but. And I have to fix that because I, I don't like being messy, but I am. Um, it's almost, it's, it's a part of depression, I think. An anxiety that you just don't, don't want to deal with the mess and, and you don't. Right. Literally and figuratively. Um, so my room was a mess and he tells me this is your this is your life right now and because my room was a mess so my life was a mess when his life had ha- had two divorces, three kids, he didn't talk to. He didn't have anything to do with. And my life was a mess. Talk about hypocrisy. My dad is one giant hypocrite. You know? Right now things are the the person that's left is my father. I want to send this podcast to everybody who may now be thinking, "Oh, look, she's doing it to her father." Listen to this podcast, you know, but I won't do it. I keep I always I know that the rule is keep the knowledge of their behavior to yourself, and I tell you this. Keep it to yourself. Why? Because if they know what you that you know they're going to, if you're in their life, they're just going to step it up. And them knowing that you know they're not going to admit that they're toxic, it's better to kind of just know, be one step ahead almost, or never be surprised at their behavior, right, and know how to handle it. Then they know that we're we on to them somehow. It's not a good idea. All right, so... Reasons for hypocrisy or one of the things that happens that has to do with hypocrisy is that hypersensitivity, the expression of you can dish it out, but you can't take it. And I have a person, a character in mind from Big Bang Theory, right? Sheldon, he can dish it out. He can dish it out. He can tell everybody, he puts them in their place. He puts Wallowitz down for not having a doctorate and being an engineer instead of a physicist. And but if anyone says anything to him, oh, he doesn't like that. Well, that is one thing that my mother was really good at. Being hypersensitive where we would be talking and probably having an argument that she provoked. She did a lot of reactive abuse with me, so she would provoke fights, right? I would get on the phone with her, and she would bring up a topic that she knew would upset me. I would react because I'm human, right? I would react to it. We would start arguing, and she would hang up on me. Or sometimes she would say, how could you insult me like that when I didn't even say anything that was even close to an insult? I many times said to her, what do you mean I stop insulting you? Where is the insult? I didn't insult you. But there's nothing you can do in a situation like that. They take anything you say and... It's, it's an insult, right? So that is also a way to make you confused, feel bad and guilty for something you haven't even done, okay? So they're very hypersensitive and hypocrites. <laughs> so she's allowed to bring up topics that are uh, hot-button topics for you, M- you know, get into an argument with you, but... You say something to her just slightly that she doesn't like or she decides she doesn't like, and she's saying that you're insulting her. And that's everything my father ever heard. But my father knew that I'm not excusing him. I just told you a million things he did wrong. I'm not excusing him. There's no way I'm excusing him. I'm done excusing him. I'm sitting in reality with him right now. And that's where... This whole process of figuring out that your mother's a narcissist is difficult because you have to accept them for who they really are, not who you still want them to be, right? You have to accept that they have these these traits in them. And yeah, okay, so I, I say on my Instagram page, I post things, it's impossible to, to say, not every situation is the same, or this doesn't go for everybody, right? I just post something, and you know, I will get the pushback, and it's okay. You can push back; I'm I'm okay with it. Don't troll me because that I'll just block you. I'm not even going to deal with you. But um, a pushback is fine. You know, I understand that there are things that they do that are not necessarily planned. Okay, because I say they plan everything. I'm talking about big things like the smear campaign. That's something that they thought about and they've they have been doing. Okay, it's not something that comes natural to you, to anyone, to talk negatively about your own child to other people. It's just not. I would never do that. I do everything in my power to protect my daughter. So. My mother not protecting me and talking bad about me is on purpose and planned, and there's no way around that. There's no way around that. Okay, so where was I? <laughs> I lost my train of thought again. Um, I was talking about having arguments with her, and um hypersensitivity about things. I don't know where I was going with that, but I mean what I just said was was really valid that I you know that I get um that not everybody is is the same, but there are things that they do that they do. Oh, well, I know where I'm going now. That they do that they don't plan because it happens in the moment and this is one of them. When they are telling you Oh, how could you say that to me? Or hang hangs up the phone. That's not something they're planning. That's just them being themselves because that's who they are. Right? That is who they are. They are these damaged people. Okay? Now remember, narcissists aren't always made from abuse. And that is a new thing that people have to get used to thinking, okay? If you have been raised by a narcissistic mother, you most likely dated, married, or lived with a narcissistic partner, okay? Because that's what you're used to. That's what you were used to. That's what I was used to. And yes, I did that, okay? And when you're dating a narcissist, um, you date them because that's what feels natural to you. That sense of not not having peace and calm in your life, right, is is what feels natural to you. So that's that that's what these narcissists do, especially a narcissistic mother. They they are hypersensitive. They turn things around. They make you look bad. Right? And these are things that they do to cover up the sludge. What I was saying before was that narcissists are not always made by abuse, right? And we can't necessarily know. Now, someone brought something up to me which is called trauma dumping. Wow. Which I feel like I'm doing, but I'm I'm not because my purpose here is not to make you feel bad for me, but to make you feel validated, inform you and help you. So it's not the same. But trauma dumping is when a narcissist uses their childhood drama, real or not, dumps it on the target of abuse in order to get sympathy and, and to make them behave in a certain way. That is just genius, I have to admit. Now, this situation, the, the mother is a, is a, has a doctorate in psychology. There's a lot of therapists out there and psychologists that are narcissists. A lot. Think about what a narcissist needs, right? They need people to manipulate. They need people to look up to them. What better profession? then becoming a psychologist another profession is the one I was in teaching right you have classrooms and classrooms of kids that you can mistreat covertly right now that's not fair i mean what i'm saying is not fair to the great therapists that there are out there mine included right i i don't think every therapist is a narcissist but I've had therapists that I've had the you know my gut tell me something's not right with this person and the answer to that was well you have to let that go you have to let that go right you have to you have to let that therapist go and find a, a good therapist so this person's mom was a had a doctorate in psychology and she did trauma dumping. So that's an interesting term that I I had to look it up because I had never heard of it before, and I'm not going to give someone advice. They know more than I do at this point, I feel, because if their mother is a doctorate in psychology, they probably have heard terms that I've never heard of. So I look it up, I'm like, oh, my God. So they use their trauma to manipulate. Great. My mother never did that. My mother always seemed like, she she was the godlike person. I I was the perfect daughter, right? What does that mean? I don't know because she never told me how she was a perfect daughter. She just was. It was a fact. She said it. I had to believe it. That was it. But the truth of the matter is, is I don't really know what made her a perfect daughter, a perfect teacher, a perfect wife, a perfect anything. She definitely wasn't a perfect mother. I can tell you that much. So... Um, trauma dumping. Holy crap! You know, new new things. So I didn't know how my mom. I don't know. I am assuming. Sometimes I think it's one thing, and sometimes I think it's the other. So my mother was the youngest of four. I think that she was a an oops baby because the next one up in line is eight years older than her and the, those three were like a year apart from each other so like one was ten years one's nine years and one was eight so my uncle was ten years older than my mother my aunt that is nine years older than my mother is alive and kicking and queen of the narcissists well you know tied with my mom and The aunt that's eight years older just passed away recently, unfortunately. Out of the four kids, I think she was the scapegoat. I don't think it. I know it. You know, Knowing as much as I do, she was the scapegoat. She didn't come to this country. She was the only one that stayed in Cuba and took care of my grandparents when they were sick. It's just a whole thing. Anyway, and I love her, and I always felt for her, and she's free that's oh i can say that she's finally free of pain of of whatever was going on with her anyway so part of me thinks that my mother being the youngest in the group that she may have been abused because she wasn't really wanted right and It's not like in Cuba, in the little town my mother's from, that abortions were easily available. Um, I'm sure it was thought of, but, you know, I'm I'm not clear on how that would have worked out. Um, And then she had three older siblings who were much older than her, (laughs) I don't know if, if she was abused. Most likely, I did meet my grandmother once in Cuba when I was six. So my memory is fuzzy, but I can tell you that she was, even at like maybe four foot ten or eleven, she was this tiny woman. I was six, and I think I was almost the same height as her. <laughs> um, you could tell on her face. I, re- I mean, it's so clear to me now you can tell that she was not a good person, that she was toxic. Um, and no, I'm not afraid to talk about dead people, by the way. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> no one's haunting me. I was never afraid that my mother was going to come back to haunt me. Not for a second. All right. Um, so she was this little woman, but I remember her feeling not right to me, even at six. So most likely my mother was abused, and that's how she became a narcissist. But don't forget that there are narcissists that are made because they're treated like they are perfect, like their poo-poo doesn't smell bad, and that everything they do or say is right regardless of the situation. Uh, my cousin is that kind of narcissist, his parents side with him on everything, on things that he's wrong about, that he's 100% wrong. Like, for example, my cousin is 20 years older than me, so I'm 48. He's 68. He, his son just had a, a baby for the first time in 2021, right? He didn't even he didn't go visit. He didn't send a gift, nothing. I sent them a gift, and I, I wasn't working. I sent them a gift. It's a shame that I had to let go of that cousin. He's my, my first cousin, twice removed. Um, I had to let go of, of talking to him, but I cared about him a lot. And my his father didn't do anything. When he complained to his grandparents, so to my aunt, don't worry if you can't follow it doesn't really matter. She's my aunt and his grandmother, okay? About his father, she told him, we, are, we stand by our son's side no matter what he does. I mean, literally said that to him. And I was like, I don't know how to just say, Do you see? You see? Do you need more proof than this? That your grandmother's toxic? Do you need any more proof? I've never said those words to him that his grandmother is toxic. He knows his father is. He doesn't get along with his father, but he doesn't see his grandmother's toxicity at all. His grandmother actually told me over the phone that him having a baby was the biggest mistake of of his life. All right. So back to hypocrisy, okay? Again, the hypocrisy comes down to covering up what they've done. Because how does that work? Well, they expect you to behave the complete opposite way that they behaved. And if they can convince you that they're doing this because that's how they are. Because asking you to do or behave differently than they behaved, you assume that's how they behaved. Even if that's not true. And we find out. So they use hypocrisy to confuse you, to make you think, oh, she's telling me not to have sex because she was a virgin. Nope, she's telling you not to have sex because she doesn't want you to know that she's a homewrecker. That was my situation, right? (laughs) She's telling you not to have sex because God knows how many people she had sex with. I don't care. The bottom line is if my mother had been honest with me about her past or my dad about his past, I would have understood Jesus, I I would have been supportive. I would have tried, I guess that was probably not a good idea, but probably tried to have my dad connect with his sons. Anyway, so yeah, hypocrisy is strong with these people. Very, very strong because the truth and what they yell at you for and they put you down for and they expect of you are so far away from each other they're miles and miles away that when you find out the truth you're like what the hell is going on and that's what they want too i mean that's part of it you know once if you ever find out you're you're heartbroken you're confused you don't know what to do those are things we need to heal and understand right understand they do it because they they want it to be that way they want you to think a certain way of them and they're covering up for their behavior now do we have to understand everything to heal no absolutely not it's good to know right it's good to know and understand hypocrisy all right guys i'm going to end it there i love you very very much don't forget i offer coaching no pressure Link is in the bottom, in the description, right? Um, just on my link tree. I love you guys so much. I really do. I want you to be healthy, right? To be in a good place where you can have these memories and not have them interfere with your life. Now... I, this interferes with my life every damn day, but only because I have to post about it on Instagram and I have to make a podcast. Not have to, I do it because I want to. So anyway, I want you guys to be okay with the memories and not feel the pain. And I love you all, I do. I really do because I've been there. I am one of you. I love you all and... Until next time.